Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whoever you are. We're back again for another episode. My name is Oliver Perry. Today I have another esteemed guest. He is a real estate investor, he's a real estate coach, he's an author. He's the host of two different podcasts. That's right, two different podcasts. One called Myers Method Presents Multifamily Missteps, the other called Dream Catchers. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the That's Oliver right. Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host, you know who it is, Oliver Perry. Oliver Perry. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerome. Jerome. Jay. What's up, man? Look, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what inappropriate things I can say on this thing <laughs> since we're live. You can't edit it out. It's going to be can't amazing. Edit it out. Can't edit it out. I expect you to go as wild as possible, and I'm okay with it. I'll explain the rest to the it's politicians later. <laughs> so what's going on, man? So let's, let's, let's go a little bit through your bio of anything I might have missed. And, and let's let's get into it, man. Let's talk about you the missed real everything. Thing. You didn't read anything that people sent over to you. You didn't read anything. I, I man, don't know. Listen, listen, they sent me three pages long worth of information. I picked the highlights, and that's what we threw at it. That was the highlights, man. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. gonna pay attention. I see people messaging <laughs> me talking about, man, this guy ain't even introduced you right. You the <laughs> preeminent authority on dream realization. Oh, like, what is this oh, guy going, doing? Wait, 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 did you say preeminent authority? Oh, okay. All Absolutely. Right. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that wasn't in the bio. I got to talk to your secretary about that. Yeah. Okay. So, we're, I mean, what are we doing? You you want me to introduce myself? Look, I'm a corporate America dropout. I built a $20 million division for a Fortune 550. I laid people off two years in a row as a reward for that. And I said, I didn't want to be in corporate America anymore. So, I did what I wanted to do originally when I was in college and that was start buying apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing that since 2016 and we've been helping other people get into the game, man. That's my thesis on life. I think everybody should make their dreams a reality. I think dreams should be real. And that's what I'm on a mission to do. Inspire people to chase their wildest and biggest dreams and not just chase them, but to catch them. Now then let's, let's go, let's get into it, man. Because first of all, I'm gonna have to give you a secretary call because again, she didn't she didn't say any of that, so that's that's okay. I'm not you know don't don't be upset with her. I'll, I'll talk to her after this. We'll figure it all out. Uh -huh. Okay, so. <laughs> Pass the buck. Take it over. It's being taken over. All right, <laughs> so, so check it out. So you you do a lot, man. Like even even. Even with your bio, me giving some of your highlights, and even you going through that, there's a lot that's missing. Because let's let's really talk about the development piece. Because you're you are really in real estate. Like it's not kinda or here and there. You're full on in, right? You're doing development stuff. You're doing coaching. Yeah. You've written two books, um, and it's three. Three. I'm sorry, three books. My apologies. I did miss one. You're absolutely right. There's three books, <laughs> and like you've got family, like you've got family, you got people involved. Like every your students are out here killing it and doing great things, man. How did you start with the let's just get let's just get to this. 
how did you really decide, all right, cool, I'm going to go all in on real estate after your corporate stuff happened, after that firing stuff? What made you say, all right, real estate's it. Real estate's going to be it for me. Yeah, I climbed the wrong ladder and I realized, look, you are doing all this stuff for other people. $20 million, $6 million in profit, and you get to keep whatever six figures you got to keep that year. Something's wrong with that, right? right? And so I thought back to when I was sitting on the stoop with Duran in college. I was like, what would I do if I could do anything? And we were doing the math on the porch. It was 395 for me, 395 from two of my roommates. He was downstairs, same situation. And the guy that owned our complex was doing $700,000 a year. We never saw the guy. We never talked to him. It's like, man, he's figured out how to decouple his time for money. I don't need 700,000. I just need like 70 and I'll be good. And so I said, if I'm going to go back and go on this journey that I wanted to go on when I was 20 or 19, this time is as good as any because I'm not going to keep building something for somebody else. And, you know, it's crazy. I was working for a company and part of the owner's last name was in the name of the company. Mm-hmm. And I was watching something. It was probably something Jay-Z did. And he's like, yeah, I mean, your last name isn't on it. So, I mean, how could you ever run it? Ooh. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> That's got a sting. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> so, I, I decided that I was going to go put my name on something. And if you look around, my name's on a bunch of stuff. And I was against putting my picture on stuff. And then I realized, well... If people are going to know who you are, you might as well put your picture on stuff. And we started a personal brand and stuff. And you and I have talked about that stuff a little bit. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, if you're if you don't own it, what are you doing? It's fact. That's a that's a sheesh. We started out hot. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think. We I, start I, I told you. I'm trying to figure out what outrageous things I can say today. <laughs> you can't edit it out. So we're just gonna go. I'm all right. I'm listen, here. Listen. I love it. I want the audience to see what it really is to talk to someone of your caliber, um, like you said. So here we go. All right. So, <laughs> so just sitting on the stoop and just really realizing, I like, I realize that the conversation kind of changes as you grow along, right? So as you started, you didn't, you just started in real estate in the in the arena, and then you went into development, right? Or was it the other way around? Well, it was knocking on the door at 10 banks and them all telling me I wasn't qualified to get a million dollar loan going to fix and flip, sitting on the stoop of one of my fix and flip properties and a guy coming in and asking me if I knew anything about the building behind the Chimbo Mart. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I knew something about the building behind the Chimbo Mart. I tried to buy it four or five months ago. And we, we go through this long iteration. But at the end of the day, what happens is we end up partnering. We bought it from a brokerage. So they did a press release. My name ended up in a paper, did some quotes, and then my phone started ringing. And some of those same folks who told me I wasn't qualified wanted to know what we had going on. Uh, leveraged some of those relationships, went back to North Carolina where I grew up, started buying in this market. And after doing a few deals here and doing some volunteer work, I got the opportunity to find a piece of land that was ready to be developed. And so after filling around, having some fits and starts, we finally got an actual team together that was prepared to 
like bring 120 units out of the ground. And so we're making progress on that. And I think we'll be able to break ground in last quarter of this year, first quarter of 2022. I like it. I like it. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that's off topic, right? This ain't real estate. This isn't a real estate question. For those who are watching and listening, Phil, Agatha, thank you both for showing up. I appreciate you guys. Agatha actually agreed with you uh, in regards to the ownership is everything part. And I've got to ask you this because you're a Carolina boy, right? You grew up in Carolina. Here we go. So I need to know, Tar Heels, Duke, Wake Forest, or Wake Forest. You got you got to give respect to the four corners, but I mean it, it just is what it is. Who who you who's your team? What? Which one you going with? North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. All right, fair enough. I'll take the Aggies as an answer. I will accept that answer. Very good. Well done, sir. I appreciate it. I didn't know there were other schools in North Carolina. Listen, first of all, shout out to all the HBCUs out there. You are loved. You are thought about. You are amazing. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Um, I went to HBCU as well, Virginia State University. Shout out to VSU. Uh, and clearly, we'll allow it. Jerome, Jerome made a different choice in life. But, I mean, we all make bad choices. It's all right. So, um, we're going to keep going here. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. All right. So, let's let's let's, let's go back into your uh, into real estate piece. So, you talked about your team. This is something that I don't re- – I think that a lot of real estate investors, particularly when you're starting out, they don't realize – a lot of this stuff is hard to do, particularly when you're in multifamily. It's really hard to do this stuff by yourself. Like, how'd you, how'd you go about finding this team of yours, and how did you know they were the right fit for you? I didn't, right? I think I've made mistakes along the way. But what I did, as I get older and as I get more grays and the more deals that I do, the more quickly I'm able to assess a person's fortitude, mm-hmm. right? And... The thing that I've learned pretty quickly is the people who are most interested in making the most money are usually the wrong people to partner with. It sounds good up front, but I don't want to deal deals with sharks. Right? I want to do deals with wolves. Right? When you're in the pack, they protect you. There's this level of loyalty and ferocity that you can't find anywhere else. Right. But a shark could eat at their own. Right. And so for me, I'm looking for people who are willing to protect me like I'm a part of their own body Mm. and defend me against all those who are on the other side. Right. And then leave the sharks to do their own deals because the world is going to be bloody, man. And I'm just not for it. The other thing that I've learned is our residents in a lot of ways are our customers. Right. You think about it. People just try to make this about, you know, we're just going to make money. People live there and they diminish the meaning of this is somebody's home. Right. But at the end of the day, this is somebody's home, like their environment, where they spend the most time, where they raise their kids in a lot of ways. Right. We just have Father's Day. Shout out to all the fathers out there. And so, you know, if you if you are the owner of somebody's resident and you're not somebody who like takes that seriously if you don't honor that position that you sit in right and i don't want to do business with you like it's just a different level of intimacy for lack of a better way of characterizing it that you get the experience as a owner a landlord 
And so, you know, early on, it was like, oh, how can I make the most money? How can I grow as fast as I can? And now it's about who can I do the fairest partnerships with, right? Make sure that everybody eats. Who can I count on to really step in and know that if I'm down, they got my back? And, you know, you just can't get that everywhere. And so that's where I've evolved to, not how much can I get, how fast can I get it. It's about adding value and making a real impact. And I think, I don't think, I know by doing things the right way, things work out in your favor every single time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I could not agree with you more. As a matter of fact, Phil Gardner actually said uh he agreed with you as well and said and the sharks will eat you not only will they eat you but they'll also um like you said eat you when they have a chance it's just one thousand percent game which is amazing um and and shout out to phil i appreciate that phil that's a great comment so that's um i don't know it's it's always interesting to hear that from somebody on your level because that's that's what people hear all the time and they tell it but it's really hard to accept it particularly when people are coming from a single family into the multifamily room, right? Because they're so used to doing things for themselves. They're so used to hunting down that GC and shaking the GC to get him to just answer the phone, let alone get the work done. You know, Don't so. work. It, I mean, that, it just doesn't work. And I mean, I, I spend my time in Fix It Flip. I get it, man. I remember having a house flood. I remember a guy walking off the project when I was a week away from closing. I, I mean, I could go down the list of all the things that I did wrong, And just the lack of sophistication when I come from, you know, running a fairly big business with contractors doing really complicated things and being able to, you know, make a phone call and make stuff happen that you wouldn't think was possible to, you know, this guy won't even freaking pay his workers at the end of the week. Or I paid him to pay somebody else and he didn't pay him. And so now this person put a lien on my house and I got to pay this person off so that I can sell the house. Like I, I've seen it all and it's just the school of hard knocks. I encourage everybody to completely avoid that. Find somebody to look over your shoulder and give you guidance along the way because you can save yourself a lot of time and money by actually going through and getting that support. But you know, some of us are stubborn and we're smart and we're already successful. So we don't need all of that. And I was the epitome of that. And it was probably the most inefficient, ineffective thing that I could have done and, you know, my business would probably be three or four times the size it is today had I actually went down that road. But I didn't. And so I just try to encourage people to avoid the same missteps that I've made because by no means am I perfect and by no means was I as smart as I thought I was. And so I fumbled and stumbled along the way. And, you know, it's my goal to help people not make those same mistakes. That's that's an excellent, uh, excellent thought process, man. It, particularly with you having so many things going on right because you've got you know you've got the the development stuff happening you've got the coaching stuff happening you've got the podcasts not podcast podcasts that's two podcasts and one of them is heavy trust me i know because this this podcast is heavy in itself so i can only imagine doing multifamily missteps and dream chasers how are you what is your let's, See, let's there you go it's dream what? catchers man dream catchers what am i saying i said dream catchers you said k chasers so i mean there's oh, another man. guy out there that has a dream chasers <laughs> podcast and i just don't no, no, want no. you we to not, we not plug offend no. him because we we do 
different. That's, that's there we go. Thank Whatever. you. I'm tripping. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing my mind because I could have sworn. Were you listening to Meek Mill earlier today? Actually, I was. Honestly, See, I actually was. Is. So that's 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 what it is. Here right, we go. So, um, <laughs> so, so how exactly? How exactly do you juggle all that? Like, what does your day look like? Like, it's got to be like a million phone calls, text messages, voice messages, smoke signals, stool, uh, message pigeons. No? Nah. What does it look like? What does it look nah, like? my day's really structured, man. So today, I'll just give you today, right? Today's a great example. So today I woke up at uh, 4.30, 4.45 maybe. I think I woke up at 4.30, fell back asleep till 4.45. Got up, meditated, did my journaling, read my book. Did my Spanish, went for five and a half mile run, lifted weights. Wait, 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 Did your Spanish? Yeah. Are you, you're fluent or you're just learning, figuring it out? I, I'm not fluent by any stretch of the imagination, but I can <laughs> do the word matching. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead, continue, continue. You, you Did my Spanish. Okay. Five and a half mile run, lifted weights, then ran the other mile on the backside. Then I um, did some financial reporting to send out to our partners on a couple of deals since we got our reports in from the property manager. Um, got cleaned up, got ready for my first, com- first call. was at 9. Did a 9 to 10. Um, had a little bit of free time. Worked on some administrative stuff. Then at 11, had a podcast interview. I was a guest on somebody else's show. Then I had a coaching call. Okay. And then I had a mentorship call where I was getting some development by a more seasoned investor in the space. And then I did some more administrative work. And then I had two more coaching calls after that. And now I'm on with you. <sighs> That's uh, a first of all, I'm going to tell you, I'm not running five miles and then lifting Why? and then running. Bro, my knees can't take it. I got I listen. You did leg like press today, too, by the way. So you got so you walking around like a cowboy right now. You got the cowboy walk going. No, no, I not even sore. I feel none of these things. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay, super. I didn't even stretch. Oh, ooh. (laughs) Okay, okay, superpowers. I got it. I understand. We're all not like that, but I I respect it. I get it. I get it. But that's that's a lot of dedication, man. Just for you to to start out with that five mile run again. Now I I am always an advocate of working out in the morning. I won't do five miles. I like to box myself. So, you know, that's its own version of cardio. But, man, yeah. running five miles, my knees would be sore. I'd be sitting in a chair all day. So I respect the I get the right shoes, are. brother. It's the white shoes. It's, it's all about the you shoes. So? I've got I've got a Absolutely. pair of Brooks that aren't bad, and they feel good. But, bro, I just yeah. I don't know, man. Like, my old Army knees can't take it no more. I was doing five, six, seven in college, and I ain't stopping until – 24 25 when my knees had arthritis so i was just like all right you know it's, it's about that time you know it's about that time yeah. anyway we're not gonna talk about my I medical that way for a while right <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right so um you know just the amount of dedication that takes is impressive now what's when you get on coaching calls though you have to sit down and matter of fact before we do that let's talk about the podcast you were on because i like to plug the podcast a rising tide raises all boats. Let's let's talk about that podcast. What was the podcast you were on? Let's shout them out real quick. 
Man, I don't even know the name of the podcast. It's by Anthony's, Anthony Scandarito. I don't even know that says his last name, right? I apologize, Anthony. He runs Red Knight Property out of New Jersey. And yeah, we just chatted it up for 30 minutes. He asked me all the questions. He talked about conference. I mean, we, we just ran through the things. But I actually absolutely do not know the name of the podcast. I know Anthony's name, and I see him on LinkedIn all the time, and I know the proper, the company that he runs, but... I don't know the name of his podcast, and that's just my bad. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Anthony, if you're listening, shout out to you for holding it down in the podcast. We, we apologize for not knowing the name, uh, just the name of the podcast, but nonetheless, we want to show you some love regardless. So if anybody's out, out there watching, and for those who are, because I see there's so quite a few who are, but if you're listening, go check out Anthony's podcast as well after you finish with this one. So let's continue on the path. All right, so... You, how did you get into writing? Because when you wrote your books, your books, one of your books is on marriage, which isn't, yeah. which isn't really a real estate book necessarily, but uh, I'm yeah. certain that you tied it in there somehow. How did you get into becoming an author? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, how did I get into becoming an author? So mm-hmm. I was an awful husband by all intents and purposes of the person who was evaluating my performance. So I went and got on a performance improvement plan. I was reading all the books, trying to get it better, going to counseling. And, you know, I never actually got better than meet expectations. (laughs) But what what happened was I, I was reading all the books. And so I think I was eight to 12 books into the thing. And I was like, why do you have to go to all these different places in order to get the information and why is it so dry? And so I took the lessons from the books, introduced a character named Mike, who was the worst guy in America. (laughs) And I took him on this journey from being a derelict (laughs) to the president of the United States or a husband, right? And the whole idea was, you know, there's a huge difference between being a boyfriend, being a fiance, being a husband. And there really is no formal training process to get us from one place to the other, That's true. right? And so we're expected to lead households. We're expected to provide and protect and be emotional support and all this stuff. But there is no training ground for it. It's just a function of the relationships that you've been in and the modeling that you had from your home. And I think for anybody who gets married, what happened in your home doesn't necessarily translate to what's going to happen in your new home when you get married. And, you know, just equipping people with the tools in order to resolve those conflicts so that, you know, the one thing that I think is there's a whole lot of bad things about divorce. Right. But one of the things that impacts, I think, our community more than any other is the financial impact. Right. You come together, you start building wealth. And then if you divorce, you split that wealth and Usually it's not commensurate with the contribution to creating the wealth. And so how do you get through the conflict so that you don't end in divorce? Right. Is kind of the overarching theme of the book. And yeah, we I wasn't even thinking about real estate when I was writing that. It was just how can I make sure that nobody else goes down this path? Because what I did find was the majority of people that I talked to about relationships were having the exact same issues. And it was like, we can't all be idiots. Like, what is the deal? <laughs> and 
what we've what I figured out was it's just nobody wants to talk about it, right? You're struggling. You, you don't really want to tell people you're going to counseling. You don't want to tell people that you don't understand why he or she's not happy. You don't actually know what you want. And so you're complaining or you're trying to fill the holes in your soul with material things or outside people. And at the end of the day, none of that actually solves the problem. And so how do you get to a place where you solve the problem? And if anybody actually wants that secret, they got to read the book. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Go check out the book, ladies and gentlemen. It is a doozy. I'm certain. The politics of marriage. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. I, I've got to sit down and read it myself because it just looking at some of the excerpts of it, because I did do a little research looking at excerpt of it, it. It seemed like a really smart book on just the thought process behind a lot of things and all the stuff you were going through and those steps, which is, um, I don't know, it's, I think it's something all of us who are in business, particularly entrepreneurs, need to read and understand because marriage is it can be a gift and it can be a curse. And it's really up to you which well, one it's going to be. You know, it's funny. You talked about uh, real estate being a team sport or multifamily being a team sport. Well, life ends up being a team sport for a lot of people who decide to couple, right, and partner. And when you sign that marriage contract, most people don't actually get that, like, it's a business contract, yeah, right? And so if you don't protect yourself or if you don't have a defined exit plan, you can end up in a really icky or yucky space. And, you know, I... I just hate that piece of it, right? Where people feel, (laughs) I talk about this in a book, feel like slaves or indentured servants, right? And that just is no fun. And some people are like, how could he possibly say that? Well, I mean, why else would you consider giving up half of the wealth that you've created over the past two decades? Yeah, that would hurt. I. It's got to be pretty bad, right? It's not all peachy cream. You're you're not complaining because you know they don't run to the bathroom to pass gas anymore. Like it's <laughs> it's deeper than that. Ah, that is a fact. That is an absolute fact. <laughs> all right, so let's. So how did when you went through that process? Because writing a book is a, is no easy task, right? But how did yeah. you? How did that process and le- what did you learn from that that actually affected your real estate, the real estate side of what you did? Because that I learned yeah. that, you know, whenever you do anything, it affects you somehow, some way. How did that affect you reading, writing the book and then as you were doing the real estate piece? Yeah, 1000 percent. It affected it from the standpoint of you got to make sure you have a partner. Right. Mm. So. You know, people meet at conferences, and this is why I love relationship talk when it relates to real estate, right? Right. People meet at conferences, and they're like, hey, let's go do a deal together. It's a (laughs) one-night stand. (laughs) You get married after a one-night stand. Oh, man, this was amazing. We had drinks, and we had food, and now we're going to get married at least for the next five years. The fact. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, you're going to tie your financial future to somebody else's who you... Don't even know what their credit score is. Like, how does that work? Wow. And so, you know, and I, I mean, I, I could get pretty outrageous with this, but you know, your partnership, it, it doesn't matter what the relationship is, right? Mm-hmm. In any, the rela- every relationship demands communication to be impeccable. 
your ability to resolve conflict is a thing that determines whether or not the relationship is going to be successful long range. Right. And it doesn't matter whether it's romantic or not. Your ability to work through the conflict, get to a common resolution, and then move forward is what differentiates a felt relationship for one that is successful and continuing to thrive. The other thing that I learned in writing the book is, you know, just because the relationship ends doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means that you guys don't have that future together anymore, right? The journey that you're supposed to go on or the piece of the journey you're supposed to go on together has ended. And, you know, some people get shameful about, hey, I got divorced or, hey, my relationship didn't work out or this, that, or the third. Like, none of that actually matters, man. Like, what matters is that you were able to go through that part of life together. You got whatever accomplished that you got accomplished. And now you're moving on to people who are moving in a similar direction as you, right? If you don't have aligned goals, and this is romantic or real estate in particular, Mm -hmm. you are not going to be successful. There's no way because you're going to be pulling it off the ends of the string instead of pulling on the same end, right? You're playing tug of war versus being on the same side of the rope and pulling on for, you know, the same outcome. And so, you know, I, I got a very good friend, James Bryant. He's partnered with me on every deal that I've done. He only wants to do 500 doors in his portfolio. We want to do a thousand in ours. Right. So at the point where we eclipse James's goal, unless he revises it, we'll have to go forth and do stuff without him in order to hit our goal. Does that mean right. that we're less friends or that the journey that we went on up until that point wasn't meaningful or valuable? Absolutely not. And so just making sure that you have, you know, aligned or common goals and you're actually working towards those jerry rigs your success. Mm. Right? A lot of times we try to force it, right? I'm, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to just muscle it and willpower it through. And <laughs> we could put ourselves in a situation that is a whole lot more easy and conducive to our success if we spend the time actually getting to know the people that we're partnering with. Right. That's, I mean, I can't, I cannot agree with you more. Like I, I'd never looked at it at that aspect of you want to work with somebody. All right, cool. Let's work together. Let's work together. But I don't know what your credit score looks like. I don't know what your history looks I like. I don't know. what. I don't even know like. your kid's name. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing. I barely probably even know what car you drive because if we're meeting and we're at a conference, I ain't been outside yet, so I don't know what vehicle you drive either. I don't know anything about you other than you either got a T-shirt on that says I took the red pill on, and you're wondering if I washed it. Like, I mean, that's what the main question I get asked is like, do you ever wash the shirt? I'm like, I got more than one, man. Come on. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm sure you got like a bunch of those bad boys. Like, I can't imagine you wearing one red pill shirt and the, and the pill still on it that appealed off by now i do have one where it peeled off but that's because i put it in the dryer i wasn't supposed to put it in the dryer but yeah 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 you, you didn't read the tag <laughs> i see i see you didn't read the tag i didn't i just put it in there it's like let's go <laughs> it shrunk up and everything i still wear it don't feel bad I'm proud of no, that it's, that's the night that's the nighttime top right this is nighttime shirt nope no you were nope. on the street just the just the dangling i will Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Listen, I, res- I, I, I respect the confidence. That's what I respect. 
What are they going to say? You're poor? Like, I mean, what are they going to I mean, What are they going to do? <laughs> I just They're going to judge you. me because my shirt got I put my shirt in the dryer. The cotton's still good. It's <laughs> Listen, just the ink I, started coming out. I, I just don't. imagine you're walking in Walmart and it just peels and it just falls off and it falls kind of sadly onto the floor. Like that's not You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to let people know where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> I love <Not> it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. So sticking, let's stay in the vein. Let's talk a little bit more about the real estate relationships part. What would you say are like your maybe top three questions that you would ask or even top four, however many that you would ask somebody before you say, all right, cool. I'm going to partner with this person. What would you ask them? Tell me the last time it was your fault. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that's it that's the only thing you'd ask him i mean that's the you said four so I, I just gave you the first one that's the first one that comes to mind i think the second one is um what are your goals in real estate like what do you want right is the third would probably be um <laughs> how much are you worth <laughs> i like it i respect it no that's that's a smart right, question I, and it's just more a function of capacity i i don't actually care like how right. much net worth they have it's really just a function of capacity or w- if we're talking about doing a deal are we talking about doing a half a million dollar deal a fifty thousand dollar deal or a fifty million dollar deal because i know people that can do all of them right so it's just a matter of, all right, where do you fit in the ecosystem? And if you're truly looking for me to go find a deal for us to do, I need to know what I'm looking for. Right. Now, with that said, the vast majority of people I know who have capacity to do an eight or nine figure deal, they're not going to do that deal with you the first go around. So you got to be careful with that. But it's just the forwardness of it. The other thing that I've learned, Oliver, over the years is, the people who actually have like deep pockets, they have no problem talking about money. Right. I think it's the people who are most, the people who are uncomfortable with their financial situation are the ones that are most uncomfortable talking about money. Right. There is this level of shame that comes with it. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem asking that question and they can answer one or two ways, right? I'm not going to tell you, or here's the number at the end of the day, there's going to be this level of intimacy and transparency that happens. And so just for entertainment purposes, right? The people who are listening to us and who will listen to this in the future, because I'm going to blast this thing out because I'm just out of control on this Monday (laughs) afternoon. I'm going to say to them that most people are more close with their financial situation than they are with their body. What you talking about, Jerome? Yeah, let's go. There are people who have sex with somebody and they won't talk to them about what's in their bank account or their credit score. (laughs) I mean, right? So. What what are we really talking about? Like, what are we talking about? So, you, you got two. Your two most valuable resources are your time and your money, right? That's what everybody talks about. That's what everybody thinks about. But like, if you can't have a conversation about like money, 
then how are you actually going to have true partnership? Ooh. Ooh. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Do you want to have true partnership or you just want the allure of the backside of it? Because I'll tell you, like, there may be a time where you have to write a check to fix the issue at your property. If you've partnered with somebody who has a net worth of $10,000, they're not going to help you. Right. Like literally today, like the check from the property manager didn't clear. So I I wrote the mortgage check. Right. It was seven grand. I I wrote a seven grand check today to pay the mortgage. I didn't ask my partners for anything. I just took care of it. Right. So just keep that in mind. Like, you know, we want to get cute. We want to talk about all this stuff. We want to play big. But. I mean, at the end of the day, there will come a point where a check has to be written. And if you've not been honest about your situation and oh, by the bank, the bank's not going to just take your word for it. They're going to verify it. But <laughs> if, if you haven't been honest about your situation, then, you know, you, you have to. You're going to get caught. Right. And this is really the, the thing that I think is probably most valuable. And so I still have one more question that I haven't asked and is. You know, what are you most ashamed about? Right? That That's my last question. Because if you could tell me, like, your secrets, if you could tell me what you're uncomfortable with, then I'm going to trust you more quickly than I would for somebody who pretends to have everything together and everything's perfect and they've never done anything wrong. Because I, I know that we're humans, right? I know we're not perfect. Right. right. Regardless of what we want to put on for people. And that's what I want to get to. And I want to get there quickly so I can assess if we have the same values and morals. And just because you did something in the past doesn't mean you would continue to do it today. Right. And so let's just make sure that we're aligned. Right. Because, again, early on in a real estate investor's career, you are going to sign a recourse loan. Yep. A fact. Hey Oliver, I I want to Oliver, I want to buy this GT. I, I want to buy this Aventador, bro. Hey, why don't you? I mean, it's you know, it's a half a mil. You know, why don't you come sign this loan with me, bro? <laughs> they go up in value. Right. They go up in value. Like, come on, just. So, what's the difference between that and buying a ten-unit apartment building? Man, that's a good point. That's fifty thousand dollars a door. That's recourse. We got maintenance. We we got all these things, right? I mean, you you looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, it's going to go up in value. Like it's going to be worth more in a year than it is today, as long as we buy it right. Right. And that's what I tell everybody that we talk to about buying real estate. As long as you buy it right, it's going to go up in value. Assuming that you also are able to operate it in some way, shape, or form, right? But you're not going to sign. You're not going to co-sign with it. But you you're going to meet me one night stand. We're going to go buy this apartment building, right? Right. And I'm just picking with you. Like, we've never actually had that conversation. But for everybody out there who has romanticized this whole concept of doing real estate deals, like, it's so much deeper than just meeting somebody on the street and you're going to go buy something. And you're going to be locked in for three to five years, depending on the business plan and how well the economy is doing and how your debt is set up and all this other stuff. Right. How do I know you have my back? I don't. 
unless we actually have some real conversations. Man, that's it's deeper than rap, man. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's an absolute fact. It's it's just interesting that you say that because in our society, for some time, we act as if it's it's wrong to ask somebody, "Hey, how much how much do you make?" We don't understand the capacity of the conversation because so many aren't on that one. So we call it one percenter side, right? Where they're on the higher level of the finances, where they understand that question. Like you said, it's not about. If it's not about how much you make, it's about the capacity that you can work with. It's more about, okay, what can we do next? Because we all start somewhere. But what difference does it make? So seriously, like, I mean, the energy around that conversation, right? What mm -hmm. difference does it make whether a person makes 50000 or 500000 Like, does that talk to their value? No, it's just a matter of how big of a shovel you have in case something goes wrong and we got to dig a hole. Effect. right does that make you a bad person or less than it doesn't but if i can't have that conversation with you then what else are you gonna hide from me Ooh. and that's what i'm worried about i'm not worried about how much you have or how much you don't have it's what are you gonna hide from me if we get in a space where you know we may have to have an uncomfortable conversation or do something we're not really excited to do because it's going to cause or create some pain Right. 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 I, I want to know that we're good. Right. I want to know that you're something comes up. I want to know that you'd be willing to tell me about it. That way we can work through it. And I hope you would want the same for me, especially if you're going to co-sign with me. Right. I mean, the Venador is here. I mean, I, <laughs> it's here, man. Like, I mean, we can do this thing. I, right. They got one. I, I can I can go. Th you don't want to sign. OK. Listen, we put it on Toro, right? We're going to put it on Toro. We're going to let it make the there money it is. for us. Rental car companies everywhere, right? And I mean, and then we don't even have to worry about evicting the people. I think it's a better business plan. <laughs> Listen, it, yeah, it, it works. It works up until that car crashes and now you got a whole con. You know what I mean? There's always, there's always some pro to the con, unfortunately. It's just how the game works. Um. But yeah, that that's that's a really good point, man. That's a that's a very very good point. And for those who are listening and watching, we appreciate you for listening and watching. I hope you took something from that last comment or that last question that Jerome cuz Jerome spit out a bunch of stuff in there. I couldn't even ding enough to get it all, but he thought he threw some stuff out there. Uh also, you know, we're we're live as well. So, Hema, Joseph, Agatha, Phil, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a part of this, and we're going to continue on. So, Jerome, we're going to let's let's talk about some some key things when it comes to the development side of the of, of this of the scale. You going from just single family into development, what was that transition like and how uncomfortable or comfortable was it? Because that's it seems like a heavy weight to lift when you're on the single family side, looking at the multifamily and development. But I know it's not as difficult as people think, but there is a lot involved, just like anything else in real estate. That's terrifying. I mean, so think about a development <laughs> deal like a flip project that doesn't make you any money for three or four years if you're lucky. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Yikes. I mean, you're putting money into stuff, you're getting zoning, you're getting drawings done that get thrown in the trash as soon as the new architect comes on. 
you're getting told that, hey, this isn't good enough. You need to change this or change that. You get construction pricing and maybe it jumps by 30% from the time you started to the time you actually get to the place where you're building it, right? Like, I mean, there is a difference, right? right. And, oh, by the way, you're adding a zero or two on the backside. Like, that project that I was sitting on a stoop on when I met the guy who became my partner on the first deal you know, I bought that house for 50 grand. I put 90 in it. Our development deal is going to come in north of 18 million. Difference. Right. And I mean, do you have to go build 120 units your first go around? You don't. Right. But, you know, depending on the partner that you want to have, they are going to have a buy box. They're going to have certain criteria that they're looking for. And if the people don't get anything else from this, get this, right? The way that you become valuable is going out and finding a deal. That's how you get valuable, right? Nobody really, I, I joke about net worth. I joke about liquidity. I joke about W-2 or, you know, salaries and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, your ability to go find a deal that's worth doing and bring it to somebody who's done it before is the thing that makes you valuable in the real estate space, especially if you're trying to go from, you know, one part of real estate investing to the other. And, right. you know, it's very, very, very rare that somebody who is doing something is going to bring somebody into a deal that they're already are doing or could do without them showing up. And so, you know, again, if you can find a deal and you can make it meaningful in a way that somebody can actually say, hey, I hadn't thought about doing this, but you have it and you actually have a equitable interest in the property. I'd love to come alongside you and bring this thing to light. They're not going to partner with you. And I didn't belabor the story of me getting into it, right? But the guy that I ended up partnering with on the first deal, and it wasn't just one guy, I ended up being four other people. He said, what are you going to bring to the table, Jerome? And I looked at him and said, man, I, we don't need to figure that out right now. Just know that I want to do the deal. Right. Right. And like, I'm in on this thing. He's like, yeah, but what are you going to bring to the table? I said, man, we'll figure it out. And, you know, it could have, he could have been asking me for money. He could have been asking me for net worth. He could have been asking me for my engineering background. He could have been asking me for my project management experience. Like there's so many things I could have said. I didn't know how to articulate what I could actually bring to the table and I didn't think I actually needed to explain to him what I could do. I just needed him to know that I was interested. At least that's what I thought. Now, in hindsight, I didn't contract the deal. I didn't tell him what I was capable of doing. And I thought, hey, he walked around my flip. So that was good enough for him to want to partner with me. Right. That was foolish. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. Right. right? It's called right. Unco unconscious incompetence. But, yeah. Again, I I can't, I know I've probably said it three times in the past 90 seconds. Finding a deal and bringing it to somebody who has experience is the thing that makes you valuable in real estate. I like it. I like it. And, and now, I, first of all, I could talk to Jerome forever. I just, whatever reason, I click with Jerome. I'd love to talk to Jerome. I send him text messages, all that great stuff. Sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't. His secretary's got to get on her game. Doesn't matter here or there, but Jerome, you, you have dropped so much value today. If it's okay, I'd like to try and get you on again 
and we can do some more. But I, I know how busy you are. I know your time is very, very valuable, as is mine. I'm not busy, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We don't, we don't have nothing happen until around 7, so we got at least another 15 minutes. So let's keep going, since that's the case. Um, I'm here for it. Let's rock. Let, let's, let's, um, let's talk about your... How, do you, how are you juggling... Because you've got, like we said, you've got the development stuff. You're, are you still writing? Are you going to write another book? I imagine you're going to write another book. We've got a third one that just hasn't been released yet. It's all right. So it's done. You're, so you're going to work on the fourth. So the fourth is coming, right? Because yeah. the third is already done. Yeah. So let's be honest. The fourth is coming next, and you've got That's the development a true story. And you're teaching. Yeah. I know you got a team, but how big is your, like, what is going on behind the scenes? What does that team actually look like? Because that's a lot of stuff happening, and it's, it's not secret, just real man. estate. It's a secret. I, like, right, I can't right, tell you okay. what's going on in a black box. Right. You just put the coin in, and then the thing that you want comes out at the bottom. Okay. Have you ever seen it? The vendor machine is a black box. Like, you just get the pictures on the outside. You don't see how all the... It just drops out and poosh, comes out. All you gotta do is reach your hand in and but there's gotta be some kind of tip or advice you could give somebody. Cause like that's a lot of, like, let's be honest. That's a lot of stuff to handle. That's a lot of cause like you're one man. All due respect. You are a beast. Yeah, like, but I'm I'm not man. busy. Like literally, I spend my time on the things that I love to do, right? I, I love hanging out with folks who have ambitions. I'm the how guy. A lot of folks know what they want to do, some know why. Right. But I'm the how. I help you figure out the strategy. I help you brainstorm. And then we go on the journey to make that thing a reality. Right. So that's my passion. That's what I would do all the time. If that was, if I didn't have to actually do real estate, that's all I would do. Is just hang out with people who were trying to make their dream a reality. So right? let's peel, let's peel that a little bit. Let's peel out a little bit because that's, that's an under, you said it, but it's an understatement. And anybody who's an entrepreneur in real estate or in business in general, one of the biggest struggles, and I struggle with it starting out, I still struggle with it now. Another struggle with it is how do you know what you're good at? How did you figure that out? Because that's that's a, a onion we got to peel. How did you figure out what you were good at and how to lean into it? People tell you, right? I mean, people recognize you for your gifts. And if they don't, then it's either not a gift or... You're not spending time with the right people. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's only two things, right? One of my affirmations is, you know, the people in my inner circle will help me utilize my gifts to make the world a more enjoyable place. Right. That's what I ask the world of. And so if I'm not doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing, then it's my hope that the people who can see me will move me out of the space that I'm in to a better place where I can actually apply my gifts and talents. I think we're all placed here to carry out a unique mission. Right. For me, mine is to accompany people across the desert to the oasis. They get that drink of water, and then we walk over into paradise. I am a guide. Right? That's what I'm here for. I can see the brightness and the flickers of hope and the glimmers of greatness that other people can't see or don't really want to see for, within people. And it's my goal to just pull and extract all that out so that the whole world can see how amazing the person is. Now, 
sometimes people don't actually want to believe what I tell them is their greatness and that's okay. Right. But Mm -hmm. I know that's what I'm here for. And, you know, to the point, Oliver, like it didn't actually just jump out and people weren't throwing money at me for me to participate in their life in that way in the beginning. Right. But it's because I was around the wrong people. Right. And then when I got around the right people, they are excited to buy my freedom so that I can help them on their thing. Right. And to your point, a team does make a huge difference, right? Somebody who knows who you've been and you tell them, I want to be somebody different may look at you and say, you are insane. I know who you are. I've seen what you've been up to. There's no way that you're qualified to do the thing. And, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Pursuit of Happiness. And one of the scenes that still makes my skin crawl is when the main character is in the bathroom with his wife and he tells her that he's going to be a stockbroker. And she says, why don't you just be an astronaut? Right. Yeah. And my mouth dropped the first time I saw it. And every time after that, I I still am confused because it's like, well, if you can't get the support at home, where are you going to get the support from? Right. Where's it going to come? Absolutely. And I don't ever want somebody who's a dreamer, somebody with aspirations to ever feel like they're crazy for whatever they're working on. Now, am I going to let them assume that they don't have to pay a price of admission in order to get the thing, especially if it's big? No. But am I going to tell them they can't do it? The world has enough dream killers, right? You need somebody to actually stand beside you and whisper in your ear, your dream should be real. Right. Your dream should be real. Are you willing to pay the price? Here's the price. And oh, by the way, I can help connect the dots quicker, right? Because and there is a process to manifest the thing if it's truly the thing. That's what I'm here for, to make people's lives better, actually birth the baby. It's, um, it's actually amazing that you said that. I'm reading right now Donald Miller's book, Storybrand. And in Storybrand, they talk about that. They talk about specifically the different characters. You got yeah. the villain, you've got the hero, and you've got the guide. Each character serving their own purpose. But one of the key, just the fact that the guide is one of the key pieces to that is amazing as you bring it up because the guide is kind of who kind of tells that hero, all right, you know, let's, let's go down this path for in, in star Wars, it was Yoda and the legend of bagger Vance. It was Will Smith's character, whoever that was in, you know, Friday after next, it was smoky. It's, it's always some character, whether it's comedy, whether it's action, whether it's drama, whatever it is, you've got a guide in there somewhere that's kind of guiding people along. Baby Boy, it was uh, not Baby Boys, uh, Bad Boys, the the bike movie. It was um, Orlando Orlando's character. I forgot what his character's name was, but it was his character. But every story has that guide, and it's just amazing that you said that because it's one thing that I, when I'm reading the book and as you're talking, like I'm just surprised the impact that the guide actually has. So I've got to commend you, man. You being able to have that gift and to share it with others for those who are interested in in doing real estate um i definitely recommend checking out uh, jerome's website you can type in jerome myers and type in real estate in google you'll pop up you can type in myers method that'll pop up as well 
it is a, a haven and he's got a Facebook group. He's got all kinds of stuff to help you succeed if that's something you're interested in. Just saying, if it's something you're interested in, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, Jerome, that, that's, um, that's really dope that you talk about that because that's, that's actually a really amazing thing. I don't think we talk about it enough. Um, so, all right, so I'm going to ask you three questions, or two questions, sorry, two questions to kind of wrap this thing up. Because we still we still gotta go, we, we gotta go, you know. There's other stuff gotta get done, right? But <laughs> first question, all right. So we call this troop to task, and what this is in the military, we have what's called, like as I said, a troop to task, where you give the person you're instructing a job that they need to do. You're gonna give them some instructions. Hey, I want you to go do this to get to whatever path you think they want to get to. Let's say in this particular case. You're, you're a specialist in multifamily and development. Let's say we're going to go down that path. What would be your advice to somebody who's starting out down the real estate path and wants to figure that out? It's on you. Go write your eulogy for what people are going to say at your celebration ceremony. Ooh. Why? <laughs> because yeah. that's your legacy, right? That is your legacy. And the moment that you get curing your legacy is the moment that you can actually talk about what your purpose in life actually is. Like the real estate's a shiny object. Nobody actually cares about the real estate. Right? Nobody actually cares about their name on the building. It's about what the real estate creates, right? Whether it's time, freedom, whether it's money in the bank, whether it's assets, whether it's being able to give something to your kids, like Nobody actually cares about the real estate. It's about the backside, what it does for you. It's just a tool, just like money, just like weapons, just like pencils, just like computers, just like cell phones. They're all just tools. And the way we choose to use them is what matters. And so let's figure out what the essence is, of what you're trying to accomplish, and then figure out if we have the absolute right tool in order for you to accomplish it. And if you do, then keep going down that path. If not, don't get caught up in the mechanism. Stay true to your essence. I, I've got, I've got no words. I, I just, I come on. Holy man. cow! Can you, can you <laughs> drop a bomb? Bro, <laughs> no, drop it. I don't have that sound bite. Drop that. Good gracious! All right, so let's 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 hit the next one. So the next one's a little bit tougher. What question yeah. would you? What question do you wish you were asked more often? And what's the answer to that question? Jerome, what's your thesis on life? Mm. Your dreams should be real. Right? And so everybody who's been hanging out with us, we're getting to the end of this thing, right? We've been hanging, rocking for 45 minutes or so. And now you, you just heard that and it's heavy. Right? It's heavy for anybody who hasn't heard it in a long time because we get taught as kids you can be anything you wanted to be i was a kid who wanted to be a trash man and at five my mom told me that is not okay it's not going to give you the lifestyle you want to live and she said maybe you can own a company or something like that but the fact of the matter is we get told to be practical we want to do something so we can take care of our family and we get all these reasons why we shouldn't do the thing that makes our world light up all the reasons in the world Told it's not responsible, told it's not realistic, but all of those things are paths to mediocrity. They're paths to a, a regular life. 
And if you don't truly want that, then why would you follow that path? And so I'm scouring the earth, the internets, to find people who have a dream and are brave enough to say, I want that. And I don't care if people think I'm crazy as long as I've got at least one person who'll go on this journey with me, I'll go. Right? Because what happens is people start off on these paths by themselves. They don't have the support they need. They don't have the stamina that they need. And they get into the desert and it's hot. And they don't they think they're gonna run out of water. So they turn around, they go back in the jungle where they can get in some shade, they can reach up and get some fruit off the tree that's ripe, and they can and they're trapped. They never make it to paradise. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, holy cow. (laughs) That's so good, Jay. That's, ladies and gentlemen, I've got nothing else. I can't say nothing else. I, I, first of all, thank you guys for tuning in. If you've watched this long, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit the, hit the like button, hit the bell button, and go check out Jerome. My God, if you don't go check out Jerome, I'm coming to your house. We're going to have to fight. It's just, it, it's just that simple because the people who are watching this, I know, <laughs> are ambitious and want to go out there and do great things and help as many people as possible and change the lives of those who are there around and, and build a legacy for their families. Jerome, please, 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 if you could drop all your contact stuff, all the ways people can get a hold of you and get in touch with you. I want to make sure we get your message out there. Oh, man, just go to JeromeMyers.co. You can find out anything you want to know about what we have going on. And we just look forward to seeing you make your dream a reality so we can have you on the podcast and you can spread some of this social proof that dreams should and can be real. Multifamily missteps, dream catchers, find it on iTunes, Spotify, RS feeds, Whatever you use, fi- Google, find it. Android, find it. It's there. I'm you gotta confuse you. them, man. Listen, wherever you find your podcast at, you go there and you search those two names. <laughs> Make it happen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I've been Oliver Perry. This is the Oliver Perry Show. You can hit me on IG at the Oliver Perry, or you can come back here to YouTube. Like I said, hit the like, the subscribe, the leave a comment. Tell us what you thought. And I just, I mean, my God, Jerome, just hang out, hang out for 20 seconds. We're about to do this outro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. Go change somebody's life. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.